uh, we are in a series called Rise Up. We, we, we've been talking about in the midst of everything that you're going through, you can be down. How many of you guys feel like you've been down, like in the dirt? Snot entrana, that your snot is actually mud, it's chunky, it's nice. But can I tell you something? With God on our side, you can be down, but you'll never be out. We will never be able to tap out because He has overcome. He is victorious, and we are in Him. So we will rise up. We just have to find out how we do that. And so that is what we've been looking at in these past couple of weeks. And... Today, we're going to be looking at a very familiar passage. It's one of my favorites. It's been something I I, I always like to read because we we call them experiences in the Bible because real people experience real trauma, real situations, and and they wrote it down so that we could learn from it. And uh, before I, I get into the passage, I just want to let you know that it was always God's intention to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. With you, with me. Personal, not private. Personal means that I have a personal relationship with my wife. So if I want to talk to her, I never go to the lady next to her and go, hey, will you please tell my wife this? Personally, I get to chat to her. And that is who God is at this moment. He is a God, but He wants to be personal with each and every one of us. So we've been learning about you can do this. We've been learning that it's Jesus every day. But what I need you to know that He wants you to have a personal relationship with Him so that when things are going wrong, you go to Him. You go to Him. God wants to hear from you. Um, my, I've, I've got to do this. My parents are here today. They drove, I don't know how many hours. My dad said, I'm approved to this young man. I can still do it. And I think over 16 hours they drove to get here because we have a personal relationship and talking on the phone is not enough. So we want to spend time together. And that is what God wants to do with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to hear from you, and he wants to, can I tell you this? He wants to talk to you. So, let's get started. Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. If you have your Bible, if you don't, we're going to be putting it up on the screens. Uh, We're going to be reading uh, just a few verses from there. And uh, is everybody ready? Here we go. Now, when David and his men came to Ziklag, on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negeb and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burnt it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burnt with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. 
I don't care how much your kids irritate you. How much you go, man, I've got a spear. This one can go. I don't care how much they, they keep you up at night. If you come home and you find them gone, it's going to be a problem. And this is what is happening here. They come and everything has been taken. And verse 4, it says, Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. That is, that, that is a real cry for mighty warriors to come home and cry until you don't have energy left to cry. And David's two wives also had been taken captive. Ohinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed. Hear this, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because all the people were bitter in their soul, each for his sons and his daughters. I didn't read wives there. Just, just joking, my love. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord God answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake and you shall surely rescue. Can I take a few minutes to unpack this scripture of what God has been sharing with me from this heading? It's your turn. It's your turn. Can we pray? Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the time we get to spend together. I pray that today will be a day where we come together, but may it be a day of impact where you impact our lives, where you encourage us through your word and you strengthen us through your spirit. Do what only you can do, King Jesus. We pray this right now. Amen. Amen. So um, I learned to play bass out of necessity. I, I always wanted to play bass, but I was just a, a real boy. I, I made excuses not to want to learn how to play. And so my wife and I, uh, when we met, we were leading a youth group. And we had a full band that we started up except a bassist. And so one day I decided, oh man, we can't find one, so I'm going to learn how to play bass. I know music. I've got rhythm, kind of, um, and, and, and my dad can teach me because he's a bassist as well. So there was this one specific song that was like in circulation at that moment. I will not mention because I, I have nightmares because that's the only song we learned for a whole year. That's the only song we played. And, um, and so I go home this one day. I grab my dad's bass. I'm sitting in my room. And I put on the song, I've got the books, I've got the chord sheets, and I go, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I've got, I've got a printed fretboard. You know, a fretboard is the thing that you play and you, and you choose your chords. And so I've got a printed one out there um, because I can read music, but I have no idea what's going on here. So my dad comes home from work and I go, hey, dad, 
will you um, please teach me how to play this specific song? Now, he's never seen the, the chord sheet. He asked me what key we're playing it out of, and I'm saying it's in the key of B. And he goes, oh, okay, play the song. I play the song, and he listens, he listens, he listens. He goes, doom, doom. He goes, stop. Started the other doom, bam, 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 Dad, you taught me nothing. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's your turn. You know music. You have studied. I have shown you. You know it is your turn to do what you need to do. And, and this is the reality that we face at this moment as we unpack this, this passage. Now, let me know. I, I can play bass now. Uh, you know, it took a while. We, we both have different styles of playing, and, but it was my turn to do what I needed to do. My fingers burnt, because he didn't explain that these strings are going to cut your fingers. But I could have said, no, this is too hard. I could have said, no, he didn't show me enough. I could have said, no, I do not have time. But he knew I did. And, you know, as all parents go, they believe in you when you don't. And he just went, it is your turn. He put the bass in my hands and he walked away. And we experience that in our lives as well. How many of you have heard about Jesus. Okay, so you know there's this Jesus, this King, who died on the cross to save us from our sins, that even though we were far away, He came down, traded in glory for sandals, not even Air Jordans at that point in time, walked this earth, died for you and me, rose again, and you know what He said? your turn. He said, it's your turn. You guys need to understand that whatever God asked Jesus to do, Jesus comes and lives in us and he says, now it is your turn. It's your turn to carry the gospel. It's your turn to declare God's goodness. It's your turn. But how many of you guys know life happens? We fall, we stumble, we get kicked, we fall on the ground, it gets dirty, it gets messy, and we stay there. And this is where David and his mighty men come into the picture. Now, David has a call on his life to be king. We spoke about, you know, God has a plan for every one of us. It's just the process he doesn't reveal because the process has dirt in it. The, to the, 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 the process has tears in it. It has bumps and bruises. It's got frost balsam. Do you guys know what that is? Who doesn't know what that is? Dude, I used to be a white guy until I fell, and my mom just smeared me with this stuff, and now I changed colors. No, I'm just joking. But in any case, um, she's here as well. And, um, but but, but you, you see, the process is not something he reveals, because when we see that, we want to say no. 
And David had a call on his life to become king. And when we find him in the story here in Ziklag, he is running from the current king. He is hiding. He's a mighty warrior. And he is in the camp of the enemy, the Philistines. Let me explain why it's the enemy. Do you guys remember there was a story that you learned in Sunday school or you watched it on TV somewhere about this guy called Goliath? Goliath and his army stood in front of the, the, the kingdom of Israel and shouted and declared war against them. And what did David say? You uncircumcised heathen. And he killed them and chased them down. But now he's running from his people and he's serving the enemy. Check this process. So the enemy is going to go and fight the Israelites. And David goes, because I serve, I'll go fight as well. Three days march, the Philistines say, no, go back. We don't want you because you might turn on us and you will destroy us. We know who you are. Go back. So they get rejected. And they have to walk three days back to camp. They get to camp and they smile bright. But the entire village is burnt down. Wives, women, and children are gone. And here they are at this moment. How many of you have had that experience where it seems like nothing can go right? You reset every evening, but the next day, it's something else. You are in a workplace where people don't like you and talk bad about you. You have friends that you don't understand what's going on and, and, and there's tension. Um, your kids aren't listening. Let's just talk about it. We've got bills to pay. That is not getting sorted out. Things just look bleak. And here we are in Ziklag. And we are going, crying, and bitter. How many of you guys know he's having more than a bad day? But when everybody gave up around him, and this is where I want to get, you are going to be surrounded with people, and you're going to go through some things, and they might not be able to pick you up off the floor. You're going to be in a place where you think there would be help, but when you get there, all you see is problems. And I just want to read verse 6 again, and this is what it said. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. His people that he led, that he raised up. Now, you guys must understand, these were the rejects of Israel. No one wanted them. They were cast away. And David stepped in and he said, I will make you mighty men. And at a point where everything fell flat, the first thing they did, they turned on him. You must know it's a really bad day when rejects reject you. And this is what happens at this moment. And so they were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But it said, David strengthened himself in the Lord. I love the King James Version. It says he encouraged himself. When he was down and felt that everything was over, you know what David did? Spoke to himself. That is what encouraging does. When you encourage someone, you speak to them. 
So here, he encouraged himself. I believe what we need to do in times when it's low, we need to speak to ourselves. Because a lot of times we have people outside speaking into us, but they see our problem, they see the situation, and in their minds they go, oh my gosh, it's not going to work. But it says, David spoke to himself. What are you saying to yourself at this moment? Last week we, 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 we read, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. But what are you actually saying to yourself at this moment? Have you ever had those moments where you're like doing work, guys, maybe on the car or in the garage, and you do something and you go, ah, stupid. Have you ever just spoken those words over you? If we understand how powerful our tongues are and the words that come out of our mouths, that we can encourage ourselves when we are down, we need to be very careful what we say when we make mistakes. Because we have to watch our words when we speak to our kids and to our friends. But here we go. We need to speak to ourselves. It says, but don't just speak to yourself out of what you are in. He encouraged himself in the Lord, which means he spoke whatever he remembered of God over himself. People might think you crazy. Um, um, how do I move on from that? Because I've got an illustration I need to use, but it kind of works. So my mom, we, growing up, she would come into the house and she would just talk to herself. I don't know how many of you guys talk to yourselves. She'd be in the kitchen doing dishes or cooking food, and she'd have a conversation with herself. And we would joke with them. We'd go, Mom, don't lose the argument. But what we've come to realize is that my mom is actually speaking the word over her and her family. She's encouraging herself through what she read in Scripture. And this is why I'm saying it's your turn. It's your turn to get into the word. It's your turn when you're down and out to speak what God says over your life. Let's, let's have a look. Who's got their cell phones out or pen and paper? Isaiah 54 verse 17. Write that verse down. It says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Can we speak that over us? Hey, Deuteronomy 28 verse 13. The first part says, I am the head and not the tail. My mom says that over us all the time. So come on. Can you encourage yourself with those words quickly? Let's go. Psalms 18 verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. Come on. Who can finish that for me? It's your turn. It's your turn. What do you say to yourself? Don't just say things it's time for us to use the word and not the world. Let's carry on. Deuteronomy 28, 13. The second of, I am above and not beneath. Romans 8, 37. I am more than a conqueror. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Boom. Boom. We can't walk with fear. We, we, when we're down and we're out, we can't go, oh my gosh, Lord, this is not working. If we knew who he was, we'd speak different about who we are. 
So we need to start speaking to ourselves. It is your turn to speak the word over you. I am not going to be there every day. What you hear here on Sunday is not going to be enough for next week. You need to get into the Word. You need to highlight stuff. You need to write things down, and you need to speak it over you. David had no one to help him, so he helped himself. When my dad said, it's your turn, he left the room, and I had to work it myself. I had everything I needed I needed to do it. It was my turn. After you encourage yourself by speaking to yourself, you need to speak to God. Very important thing. You encourage yourself. You strengthen yourself in the Word. And what does David do next? He speaks to God. The reason we give up so easily is because we run from Him, not towards Him. When things are going down, our first thing is, Lord, why is this happening to me? And then we get upset and we go somewhere else. But God wants us to run to him. Have a look here quickly. Verse 7, it says, And David said to Abiathar the priest. Now, if we just read verse 6, it said, All the people, the priest as well, the one that had the direct connection to God, was upset with David as well. Die Dwemni was upset, guys. Bad pastor. How dare you get angry? But it was a real situation. And David shows us something. He calls the priest and he says, Come here, bring me the ephod. And so they brought the ephod to David. And what did he do? He spoke to God. Because you see, the ephod was a garment that they had to wear, and only the high priest could wear it. Not anybody. It was what he used to have a connection to God. And when everybody was bitter and upset because, hey, what I had is gone. What you told me was going to happen didn't happen. Things didn't work out. David goes, there's only one place we can go, and that's to God. And so he goes to God, and he speaks to God. He got into his presence. It was his turn to show them what it's like. When you are down and out, and you got no one to turn to, you know you feel like you can't phone anybody. Have you ever tried? Just I don't know how you get into God's presence, but you need to practice getting into His presence. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. Where He is, there cannot be anything else. So when we look at God and we go, hey, I want to chat to you, He comes to us. And his presence is there. How do you worship him? Some of us worship him by just declaring how great he is. Some of us worship him through putting on music. My wife and I, uh, we, were, we were fasting this, um, this week. And we broke fast and we decided, she's going, let's not pray. Let's just worship. 
And an hour and a half later, the kids came in, we're hungry. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's because it's your turn to get into his presence. It's your turn to seek him. It's your turn to talk to him. Remember, I said God wants to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. So we need to go to him. You can't always come to me. I'm going to encourage you. You can't have Sunday. My mom always used to say, don't come to church one Sunday and skip the other one. It's like knitting. Skip one, miss one. You're going to have an underpants instead of a jersey. It's going to look weird. So how do you get into his presence? If his presence is being with people, come fellowship with him. If his presence is getting into the week, find a group. Read your Bible. Speak to him. You, it's your turn to seek God. When everybody decided to stone him, he decided to run, and he ran straight to God. Speak to yourself, speak to God. I'll leave you with this last one. Get up and move. Verse 8 says, And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue. Let me tell you the end of the story. David got up and with his men, he went to go get back his women and children, and they came back with more. There it is. Let's take up offering. Let's go home. No, I'm just joking. That's what happened. But there's one small thing we all need to understand after we speak to ourselves and after we speak to God, you've got to be prepared to hear what God is going to say. But not only do you have to prepare, be prepared to listen, but nothing happens until you obey. That is why you have to get up and move. My dad goes, you know, here's everything it's your turn. Out of obedience of him believing, I carried on, and here we are. So why can't we do that with whatever God speaks over our lives? You are down and out. Let me tell you something. After David consulted God, and God told him to go, how many of you guys know his situation didn't miraculously change? The place was still burnt down. His two wives weren't with him, and neither were his kids. The people were still upset. He was still on the ground after God spoke to him. What he had to do is he got up and he moved. But I understand in life, the same thing happens. Because let me tell you, even when he moved, his situation didn't change. It got worse. Because out of his 600 men, 200 of them were too tired to go all the way. You're going to find, you're going to get up and move, and you're going to have people go, we can't carry on. Not everybody's going to walk all the way with you. But that shouldn't stop you. You've got to keep going. And then, 
Sorry, I know this is supposed to be a pick-you-up kind of message. It's not. Because when he got to the camp, he still had to fight. We have come too complacent with just going, what I want, I'll get. If I don't get it, I'll get something else. We went to go watch Wales yesterday. Yes. Bucket list done. Jesus can come. Um, No. But something my wife and I realized is when you go whale watching, it's not just arrive and they're going to miraculously just dance for you because you are there now. You're going to have to chill because in the distance you see a splash. It's like, was that it? Was that? No, no, no. It was just a wave. It was just a wave. But you have to wait. And in our two hours of watching the ocean, means I'm a seaman now, like, yay, of two hours. In those two hours, we had them jump up in front of us, swim past us, blow water, and we were like, ah, little kids, yay. It is a process. It is going to take time because God is going to tell you something, and there is still going to be a process you're going to have to go through. You're going to have to get up and dust yourself, and you're going to look This month only started, I don't know how I'm going to get through it, but God said go, and I'm going to go. You're going to get up there, and you're going to walk, and halfway through the month, your friends are going to leave you because they have to do something else, and they can't walk this road with you, but God said you have to go, and just before you get it, something else is going to come up, and you're going to have to fight for your life. And what they don't tell you he got his wife, wives, he's got kids. They got everything back that was taken and more. But when they got to Ziklag, the place was still burnt down. God will answer, but it's going to be a process. You have to be obedient and move, even though on your way, things don't work out the way it's supposed to. But there is an end goal. Whatever God says, he is faithful to the end. And whatever he started doing in you, he will not complete. If it's, he, will not, he will finish. He will not leave it incomplete. If it's not good, he is not done. He was in zigzag. It was burned down. And a week later, he was king over Israel. Wow. What we need to do is... Speak to yourself, but speak the word over you. Speak to God, and then be obedient to what he tells you. Because when we see things, it's not going to be what we want, but we don't walk by sight, because everything we see says turn around. But we walk by faith, because no matter what God says, I will do. Guys, it's your turn. We have spoken four weeks through this series of it's time to get up. But it's your turn to pick yourself up. It's your turn to dust yourself off. It's your turn to run to Jesus. It's your turn to say, hey, I am down, but I'm not out. I can still go. Jesus still has a plan for me. It's not good, which means it's not done. He's got a word spoken over my life, and he said, 
my word won't return to me with emptiness. And if this is the God that you serve, how dare we speak otherwise of ourselves? How dare we not believe it? I didn't say it was going to be easy, but it is going to be possible. Let's pray.